Hey you, welcome back to part two of the 10th episode of the Uncertain Experience. Welcome back, welcome back. My name is Khadija and I thank you so much for tuning in to another great episode of my podcast, The Uncertain Experience. I also thank you so much for taking time out of your life to sit down to listen to little old me. Words cannot express how much I truly appreciate you for taking time out of your life, your busy life at that, to sit down to listen to little old me. I'm truly grateful and I appreciate you so, so much like i said in my intro this is part two of episode 10 last week i had to cut episode 10 into two parts i found that i was running a little bit too long and i felt like i was cramming everything into one episode so i felt like it would be best for me to break it up into two episodes so this is part two of episode 10 Alrighty. But before we hop into this week's topic and everything i do want to make about two to three announcements which won't take no more than about like at most two minutes two minutes at most all right so let's not waste any more time and hop into this week's announcement shall we all right so for the first announcement is that the uncertain experience is now available to stream on apple music spotify and iHeartRadio. so please if you have an account on any of those i ask that you go listen to the uncertain experience on apple music spotify and iHeartRadio. and if you can also subscribe that'll be great i will love you to the end of time please share a like as well and if you can leave a comment or review i will appreciate you to like the end end of time you know isn't that crazy <laughs> all right um also also the uncertain experience is not having a newsletter sent out every week as well that's announcement number two so every week every monday i'll send out a newsletter along with uploading new episodes as well and in the newsletter like i said it last week that will be pretty much taking my check-in that i used to do in the episodes and put it into the newsletter not only that but i'm also going to add a couple like you know cute little recipes i found online i've been trying a lot of new um recipes and a lot of new um dishes and and desserts and a lot of new smoothies that I really want to share with you all as well. Um, also, I'll put in some advice that I've been, you know, really um, taking to heart and really been practicing as well. So not only am I going to have the check-in in my newsletter, but I'm also going to like have some advice and some cute little recipes as well. Because I want to be a benefit for you all to subscribe to the newsletter. I just don't want you just to subscribe to it just to be reading things, but I also want it to be a benefit towards you and also something that you can probably use later on you know so that's also what i'm going to start doing as well so every monday i will send out a newsletter along with open uploading new episodes as well Alrighty, y'all that pretty much ends um my announcements i wanted to make you know um let me stop wasting you all's time and let's hop into this week's topic okay so um last week i said i was going to talk about two towns and those two towns was rosewood and Tulsa. we talked about rosewood and everything now we're going to talk about Tulsa. and not only are we going to talk about Tulsa, but we're also going to pretty much wrap up all of our thoughts and all of ideas that we had in part one and in part two as well so we're going to conclude everything that i was talking about in part one so part one kind of did leave just kind of like kind of ended abruptly kind of left on a kind of ended on a cliffhanger and that's kind of how i wanted to leave it because i wanted to talk about everything else in the rest of this episode i 
was discovering a lot more things when I was researching Tulsa that I can connect a lot more with um, than I did in Rosewood. Um, so that's why I broke up it in two parts because Rosewood was like uh was easy for me to for me to talk about and everything but Tulsa was a little more harder for me because it was a lot more detailed in research and I had a lot more information to cycle through as well than I did with Rosewood so that's kind of another reason why I broke it up as well so in this episode we're just gonna finish talking about everything finish discussing everything and finish just you know finishing out everything and finish and answer the questions that I said I was going to answer as well all right y'all so let me start wasting y'all's time and let's hop to this week's topic okay let's do it let's hop to this topic of the week and topic of the week is going to be what we talk about last week which is you know also Without any further ado, let's continue off what we left off last week. And where we left off last week, we were just going to talk about the Tulsa Race Massacre or the Tulsa Race Riot uh, Massacre. <clears throat> the Tulsa Race Massacre, which occurred over 18 hours on May 31st to June 1st, 1921. A white mob attacked residents' homes and businesses in a predominantly black Greenwood neighborhood in of Tulsa, Oklahoma. The event remains one of the world one of the worst incidents of racial violence in US history and one of the least known. News reports were largely squashed despite the fact that hundreds of people were killed and thousands left homeless. Did we did we did y'all hear what I just read? Did you just hear what I just read? It's I'm read to you one more time. Okay. The event remains one of the worst incidents of racial violence in US history and one of the least known least known is one of the worst in u.s history but no one knows about it. that's confusing i wonder why we're gonna talk about why in a moment let's just finish talking about let's finish just getting our getting our facts together okay so let me give you guys some 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 brief history some brief history about um tulsa so it was an oil town it was a, made its money from oil okay so by 1921 flo- um fueled by oil money tulsa was a growing prosperous city with a population of more than a hundred thousand people but great but crime rate was high Tulsa was also highly segregated as well most of the city's 10,000 black residents lived in a neighborhood called Greenwood which included a thriving business district sometimes referred to as the Black Wall Street Black Wall Street was kind of like a was like a a self-contained hub it was a self contain ecosystem you can say it didn't really need any outside forces so this little black neighborhood pretty much it was a self-sustaining neighborhood it didn't need it's it didn't need its people these ten thousand black residents were able to live in their town um their, their neighborhood greenwood pretty much by themselves they really didn't need they didn't really need any outside forces they were flourishing they were growing this black town these black residents were flourishing and growing without the help of the outside forces i just wanted to make that statement okay so what happened what happened to this what happened to this flourishing town Uh what happened to black wall street on may 30th 1921 a young black teenager named dick roland entered an elevator at the dark dark building at some point after that the young white elevator operator Sarah Page screamed. Roland fled the scene. The police were called, and the next morning they arrested Roland. By that time, rumors of what supposedly happened on that elevator had circulated through the city's white community. I just want to say something real fast, by the way. It took over two months for a black man's 
murder that was caught on videotape to even get talked about, to even get justice. But when a white woman supposedly gets attacked, um, it just takes one day. Just a statement that we want to, just a statement I want to make. How you take that statement is how you take that statement. And how you go with that statement is how you go with that statement. But hey, it's a statement. It's a factual statement. Because the ending in that statement that I say was not true. Because it did take over two months for Ahmed Aubrey's case to even get some type of recognition by the local authorities. But it took, took one day for rumors, rumors to be spreaded about this white about this black man attacking this white woman but this guy but this black man's death was caught on video caught on video caught on video i'm gonna say that one more time caught on video but these rumors that are rumors only took one day to be spreaded among the white community and we will resume back to what we were reading all right as evening fell, an angry white mob was gathered around the courthouse, demanding the sheriff hand over Roland. The sheriff refused, and his men barricaded the top floor to protect the black teenager. Around 9 p.m., a group of about 25 armed black men, including many World One One World One veterans, went to the courthouse to offer help gathering, guarding Roland. After the sheriff turned them away, some of the white mob tried unsuccessfully to break into the National Guard Armory nearby. With rumors still flying of a possible lynching, a group of around 75 armed black men returned to the courthouse shortly after 10 p.m., where they were met by some 1,500 white men, some, some of whom also carried weapons. After the shots were fired and chaos broke out, the outnumbered, the outnumbered group of black men retired to Greenwood. Over the next several hours, once a group of white Tulsans were deputized and given weapons by city officials, numerous of acts of violence against black people, including shooting an unarmed man in a movie theater. As dawn broke on June 1st, thousands of white citizens poured into the Greenwood district, looting and burning homes and businesses over an area of 35 city blocks. Firefighters who arrived to help people Help put out fires later testified that writers had threatened them with guns and forced them to leave. According to the Rare Cross, an estimated of 1,256 houses were burned. 215 others were looted but not torched. Two newspapers, a school, a library, a hospital, churches, hotels, stores, and many other black-owned businesses were among things destroyed or damaged by fire we're just going to keep on reading before we talk about all that okay for decades there were no public ceremonies memorials for the deaf or any efforts to commiserate the events of may 31st through june 1st 1921 instead there were deliberate efforts to cover cover them up right ain't that something Ah, they try to cover up their crimes. They try to hide their crimes. And y'all know who they're. Y'all know who they I'm talking about. They try to hide their crimes. But they gonna make sure that our crimes are known, right? They gonna make sure. They gonna make sure that every person know about the black monsters when they do their crimes, right? They gonna make sure that they know about make sure about that black monster the black man or the or the crazy the crazy gorilla you know who attacked the white defenseless woman you can make sure people know about them right 
Anyway, <clears throat> the Tulsa Tribune removed the front page story on May 31st that sparked the chaos from the bound volume. Scholars later discovered that police and state military archives about the riot was missing as well. As a result, until recently, the Tulsa Race Massacre was rarely mentioned in history books, taught in schools, or even talked about. Scholars began to dive deeper into the story of the riot in the 1970s after its 50th anniversary has passed. In 1996, on the riot's 75th anniversary, a service was held at the Mount Zayn Baptist Church, which writers had burned to the ground, and a memorial was placed in front of the Greenwood Culture Center. Hooray! Look at that little effort they did. Look what they did. I guess that's something, right? We can, I can, I guess that's something, right? I can say that's something. I can say they did something, right? I should say, hooray. At least they try, right? <laughs> at least they, at least they did something. Hey, at least they gave them a memorial, right? <laughs> at least they did that much. At least they gave them a memorial. Yeah. How about, I don't know, rebuilding the town back again? How about giving that family, the family homes that that was destroyed money? How about, I don't know, apologizing? How about that? How about, what? Uh, at least I did that, right? At least, at least, at least on the 75th anniversary in 1996, they held a service. <laughs> you know, at least they did that, you know, at least they did that. But this whole entire riot happened. <laughs> this whole entire riot happened on in like 19, 20, 21, right? But hey, at least they did that, right? At least they did that. Fuck that. <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about. And this is why I want to talk about history. This is why I want to talk about history because this was one of the worst incidents of racial violence in U.S. history and one of the least known. This has been stated like people don't know about this. People are not being taught about this U.S. history. If you live in the United States of America, this is part of history part of your history because you have to know where you live you have to know the history of where you live at if you want to have any type of flourishing future that's this simple logic i believe for myself like it's for myself like how can for myself i have this mentality how can i know about something or how can i talk about something when i don't know the history or the facts about something how can i present a a cake, for example, how can I present a nice cake to somebody when I don't even know the basic ingredients? So if you live in the United States of America, this is your U. This is your history as well. But this big part of this U.S. history was completely forgotten and erased. And like I've been stating, like I've been talking about, we're going to talk about why this big part of U.S. history has been forgotten about. And for myself... This is the answer. This is my, this is the answer that I gather. And after gathering all the facts, this is the only possible answer I can get. The only possible answer I can conclude. This is the only answer I can gather after doing all the research, after living my experiences, after seeing what's been happening, after all of that. The reason I believe that these two massacres were erased from U.S. history is because these two massacres demonstrated how ruthless, how ugly, and how down racist white people are. Now, our president, Donald Trump, is racist. 
So if our president, Donald Trump, is racist in the year 2020, that must means that majority of the people that is that lives in the United States of America has to be racist. Or, 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 or if, if, if we don't believe in that fact right there, if we, if we won't say, no, that's not true. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. That's not, nah, I'm not racist. All right, cool. If we won't believe in that fact, then had, if, if we don't believe in that, I'm not fact, but that, that option or that suggestion, then the next suggestion has to be the people in charge, the people that's making laws, those people that's like affecting our day-to-day life, those people those people are racist then and that's scarier because those people are affecting our day-to-day lives those people know our social security numbers those people know our riot numbers our bank accounts those people know our information those people know our life those people are in so much way in charge of our life you can say no that's not true but if you really think about it they are so those are the only two suggestions right there that either this country is still racist or the people in charge are still racist. Or the third option, which is the most scariest option, it's both of them put together. And I'm like, if that's the case, ooh, if that's the case, then I can tell you this. Then I can tell you this then. From from everything I researched and everything, if that's the case, if those of those who are our only two options, of those who are our only two suggestions, then Everything that we have been doing, everything the black community have been doing to get justice for our black people, our generation, our, our, our generations won't remember the fight, won't remember the struggle, won't remember the hard work we put in. They will only probably remember what the white man wants them to remember because it has been stated that these two incidents, these two massacres were among the worst in U.S. history, but no one knows about them. And in both these incidents, white people have been the aggressors, have been the rapers, have been the murderers, have been the killers in both of these massacres, in both of them. So it looks like from, you know, all of the research I've been doing and, you know, my common sense and my deducting clues is whenever white people are painted in a bad light, they erase it. They try to rewrite history because <laughs> the Native Americans is a prime example. But people love to talk. People love to celebrate Thanksgiving, though. But we're not gonna talk about that right now, are we? Like I said, whenever the white, whenever a white person or the white people or the white race is painted in a bad light, they erase history. But but they love pointing out that George Floyd uh, tried to uh, deposit a fraud, try to deposit a fraudulent check. They love to point that out. You know, or or how or, or how black people look like hoodlums. They love to make those statements. That's why they shot people because they had a hood on their head. They looked like they were attacking, like like, like they was aggressive, like they were gonna attack them. They love to say that right there. They love to keep pointing that in your face and p- pushing that in your face. But hey, when when they when they you know shoot when when white people shoot people in their face, shoot women, shoot women in their face, and lynch men and beat people they erase that from history they don't talk about that anymore that's just oh we don't it's not even history anymore it's not even history ain't that crazy ain't that crazy i think it's crazy y'all i want to say to end all of this out is that we need to control the narrative we black people need to control the narrative we need to control the narrative and we need to make sure that 
we keep on telling the black side of the narrative as well. We need to make sure we keep doing that, okay? To keep telling the black side of the narrative, the black story of the narrative, and the black victims as well. We need to make sure we keep repeating those over and over and over again. That's my call of action. That's my that's the call of action I want to leave with everybody. Okay? That we need to that we need to make sure that our that our side of the story, our black side of the story is 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 constantly constantly being talked about is constantly 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 being uh discussed because you can see whenever whenever the white narrative is not pretty they erase it but whenever the black narrative is ugly as f they quick to keep pushing that in your face they keep they they want to keep you they want to keep talking about that in your face so that's what I that's what that's one call of action I ask of you all. The next call of action is let's not give them fuel. Let's not give them stuff to talk about. Let's be better than them because we have been better than them because we have not been killing people. We have, we have not been killing or lynching or breaking and entering or rioting in people's personal homes. So let's continue on being better than them. Let's keep on being better and we can be better. By not falling into the into the stereotypes they label us as. So let's be better than them by not falling into the stereotypes. Also, my last call of action, keep on doing what you are doing. Keep on spreading your word. Keep on fighting. Keep on getting your word out. And most of all, keep on telling your story. Keep telling your story. Not, not everybody else's story, but your story. Because your story is your own story that matters in all of this because it's your life already already let's end this episode right here i thank you for sticking it out with me for this long i truly appreciate you for taking time out of your day to listen to me this long i really really do all right y'all let me do a quick check-in real fast and let me see you on you all's way okay and this check-in is only consists of two things and i'm gonna do this do this at the end of every episode okay of the shout out and the affirmation all right so the two people i want to shout out this week is jessica thank you so much you're awesome you're amazing the advice you gave me has been nothing but amazing and has helped me just like take this podcast to all new levels and because of you i can see where this podcast can go even more so thank you so much jessica also i want to shout out my little sister amina thank you so much for just you know listening to me this week as well as i bounce my ideas off you i thank you for just listening to me and just responding to me and not thinking i'm crazy so thank you so much Alrighty, and the last part of the check-in will be, of course, the affirmation of the week. And I feel like this affirmation just connects with everything I've been talking about. And it just connects with, you know, just us people, you know, with people in general. And that is, I accept who I am and I feel beautiful. Yes, you do. You are beautiful. You should accept who you are. You are amazing. You're awesome. All right, everybody. I'll let you guys go. I'll see you guys back here next Monday at 10 a.m. for another great episode of The Uncertain Experience. Please subscribe to The Uncertain Experience on Apple, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio as well. Every Monday, I will drop a new episode. And also, every Monday, you will get a newsletter as well well i thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to me i thank you for sticking out with me this long i'll see you guys back here next week you guys stay safe you guys be great you guys be breezy in these streets also please 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 subscribe subscribe subscribe, subscribe. all right you guys be you guys be breezy in these streets streets ah streets all right bye see ya